This week, he reviews China. This morning, Lincoln Huff, I guess it's kind of a, a de-escalating list of accomplishments, joins us here on This Week in Missouri Politics Midweek Update. I don't know that this would ever be seen as a low point in anyone's day, Scott. I'm happy to start the morning. Sure as hell. hope it's not the high point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you, it's been a while since you've been in. We got the Wheatland uh, jersey. We got Flat we Doug. We got Flat Doug. Yeah. I'm going to try tomorrow to have Doug on. I want him to like stand there and just walk forward out of it. You know, like out of come right out of yeah. the wall. I, I, I feel, I feel it's not the worst idea. All but right. Looks, so, the place looks good. First thing we got to talk about, um, you know, you get to serve. It's a great honor to serve in the House. <laughs> okay. You served in the you House. served in the House. Uh, great honor to serve in the State Senate. Great honor yeah. to be the Appropriations Chairman, have the role you've had the last five years in spending money. It's also more fun to do it when you have a lot of money. Sure. Um, but you got to do something that, I, to me, I'm look, I grew up on Highway 60 down in southern Missouri, where you did. I-70, common sense-wise, is the economic heart of the state. Sure. It, it is. The, it's an artery. I mean, I, the, the, yeah. yeah, the way I describe I-70 is is a is an absolute, and it's not just in Missouri, obviously, right? It's it's an artery across the entire Midwest. And what I want people to remember is that it doesn't just service the folks that are traveling on I-70 between Kansas City and St. Louis, or or the you know the truckers that are running across the Midwest. All those roads that feed into I-70, all that traffic that comes into 70 and then is dispersed throughout the entire country. I mean, you know, you've heard all these stats before that the reason, you know, that, that Missouri, quite frankly, is situated as well as it is financially is that we can capitalize on the geographic central location that we are uh, in the country. You know, I don't it's not exactly probably right, but it's something like within a day and a half's drive, you can get to 90% of the population in the country from Missouri. I mean, we're, we are just, we're, we're in the middle. We don't have oil, we don't have beaches, but we do have, is we're right in the middle, we have geography. That's right. That works for That's us. That's right, and you've heard, I think you've heard, you know, former Senator Blunt mention that several times where he said, you know, we can capitalize this with, with things changing in the Panama yeah. Canal and more, more freight coming up the Missouri River, investing in our ports. You know, we made, uh, if you wanna talk budget items, we made investments in our ports in Kansas City and other parts around the state that I think, you know, add economic value, add jobs, grow our economy, do all the things that we talk about doing. And we, we did that. We did that last week. We made those investments. When you look back on your career, though, you'll be able to drive your sons to a Chiefs game. Sure. And you'll be able to point to that and say, you're not going to believe this, son. But actually, I was there when we put together the funding idea yeah. package to do this. I don't care where you are, what party you are. That's got to feel good. It feels good to do something that is meaningful yeah. and lasting. Okay, it feels good to to instead of putting a Band-Aid on a on a, on a bleeding <laughs> artery to actually go in and say, what do we need to do to actually fix this long term, make it sustainable? So it's funny. I mean, I think the governor thought the three intersections were going to be maybe a challenge to get done. Sure. When you're able to call Alex or whoever you tell and said, look, I've got this idea and I'm feeling confident we can actually do the whole thing. Well, and, you know, let's be right. fair. I, you know, we worked, we obviously worked with the governor's office. Yeah. We worked with, uh, you know, different department, we worked with MoDOT and the Office of Administration. And we worked with our committee members and we worked with the transportation community. We worked with, you know, we worked with the trades organizations that are going to be tasked with building this. But tell me when you actually start to feel this is going to come together and you make the phone call, well, what was that like? I was, uh, I think, I think originally it was met with a little bit of hesitation. Yeah. Like, I mean, $2.8 billion is a pretty big price tag, largest <clears throat> infrastructure package uh, or project that we've ever done in this state. And I think as as folks saw it fleshed out a little more, they looked at it and they said, actually, this can work. Good take a second here. My buddy Travis from here in Jeff City, give me this. Oh, Kit Bondad. I love it. Because we need a governor. <laughs> it's got a bunch of small type. It's almost like people were serious back then and actually cared and would read that. 
signed by Kit from back in the day. Got to thank you, buddy. I got to find a place to set this up back here in our Steins. That is a Jim Murphy Stein from South County, St. Louis. He did kind of hoodoo me a little. He Miller lighted me. So I had to help edit the Steins. You edited, oh, him. I see. Yeah, we had a little yeah. blackout. Yeah, this is got nice. a buddy back in Southeast Missouri gave this one of the first times we ever had. <laughs> I forgot. He asked me, why have you ever did my Stein? I said, well, you know, just slothfulness, laziness, alcoholism, and forgetfulness. Um, let's talk about today. You got a situation. It looks to me like it always does this, right? It, 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 this was there's kind of like the the pre-conservative caucus era. It was all, this feels more like that? Mm-hmm. But even then, you'd have a bunch of things on the calendar that if you could just get them and just go. Yeah, this is Scott. I mean, you've been doing this long enough to know this is the time of year when there's a whole lot of just last motions to make, right? There's there's one yeah. last step. There's one last procedural thing that's got to be accomplished to get this thing, whatever the issue is, to the governor's desk. You know, we've done, I mean, I, I think I think the Senate's done well. I mean, and <clears> the, throat> house, throat> the House has done uh, pretty well. And we've, we've ticked some of those big ticket items off. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot. I mean, this is the time of year. All this stuff piles up and all those kind of small town priorities that are meaningful and impactful to folks back at home that are priorities for not just senators and members of the house, but community people, right? Like people that it actually affects, you know, getting, getting that last, getting that last bit of sidewalk done, that last little, you know, last little, whatever thing it is, it's changed, like actually changing a community a little bit. We need a functioning Senate. We need, we need a, you know, we need a a house that'll collaborate with us and get those last few motions made. And usually what happens (laughs) is things kind of come together. It's funny. Mike moved in here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mike Moon didn't really pass many laws in his time in the House or really in the Senate. Mm-hmm. He passed uh, a trans bill. Now he's got to get the fever. Now he wants more laws passed. Mm-hmm. I've seen he's got a Senate bill uh, over in the House. I, I don't even know what it does. Thir- 133. That I think he's kind of like, Maybe we're not we doing it until too. we do this. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, I think there's a lot of folks in the House that, okay, we're not thrilled with your trans bill. Right. But if that's what we got to do here, we'll do it. Now well, it's like, I want this too. Yeah. The, I think, I think you're probably right. The, the, you 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 wet your appetite when you when you win a couple, and you say, "Hey, wait a minute, this is actually better than losing." So maybe I should maybe I should try to do this more. And and the problem with that is this hostage situation of nothing until I get mine doesn't work when you have thirty four members. Okay, but uh, to, in his defense, this was done Thursday with Senator Bratton. He got his. the The deadline for the budget came up. Uh, I told I was joking with Denny last night. You represent Jesse James' ancestors now, and in their true spirit, he hijacked you Friday morning, got money a little bit. I mean, and so but if that works, if it works, they keep doing why it. Why would right? You? I mean, exactly. I, I, it's yeah. sort of in business, right? If you see well, somebody doing it, something, but, right, but I think I think the converse of that is how upset then do some of those members get whenever they are the person who needs to do the one last motion, and a handful of people say, "Hey, wait a minute, you've been treating us this way." you know, turnabout's fair play, right? Uh, and then all of a sudden, then 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 Rome burns, and then we got to take a minute, and everybody, well, we got to Speaking of that, yesterday, uh, Kelton, can we can we have our, uh, we're going to do our sports headlines here. Yesterday, there was a big fight in the state Senate. It broke down. Uh, <laughs> Springfield Central won. Communist Chinese Party, zero. Wash U, zero. Um, I saw a little turnabout as fair play. You know, it, it's almost easy to think that um, that it's some big complex thing to go grind the Senate down. To go out and making motions and stuff and, and passing things and blah, is, but just holding the floor is not particularly hard. Um, you came out, there was a bill. This education bill has been rumored forever. Doug, mm-hmm. Brad Pollitt, I think he deserves a little, mm-hmm. a little bit of credit. <clears throat> you know, in this, in this world, there's usually folks that are for quarterbacks and cheerleaders or charter schools. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Brad's been on that side. He was in here Monday. 
He's been on the, the regular school side, former superintendent. He came up with a reform that made some sense. I don't know if it's good policy or not, but it sure made sense. Mm-hmm. If you have, if, if Stafford has a few extra seats and they want to sell them, they can sell them. Mm-hmm. Modest, but reform. Mm-hmm. Work to get through the House, not easy. Brings it over. And the Senate just, I mean, it, it felt to me like the suburban folks could not just take the win. They had, they wanted the whole thing. Right. They just couldn't go have a filet. They wanted to go to Golden Corral and to the whole buffet. Right, right. And it just collapsed on itself. And then by the time they, they I, you can always tell when they can't bring something to the floor. Can't bring it to the floor. And I thought Cindy's kind of encouraging people to have your stuff kind of ready by the time we take it to the floor has been a good idea. She's she's done well. Well, this never got there. Right. So finally it came down to something about just I assume, I assume somewhere, somehow, some virtual school people got more money out of this. That's what it looked like. And so you, uh, Jenner Carter stood up, Mm -hmm. did very well. Something to do with vaccines. I get lost in the whole vaccine thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I took mine because I want to get on an airplane. But I might not if I didn't have to. Right. But I'm not really worried about it. Right. I'm, I'm kind of going to see right. what happens right. here. And we've moved on. You know, sure. uh, I, I, I've never had anything happen in my life since the vaccine that's really been a problem, mm-hmm. except the Cardinals have sucked. And I don't know if that's a correlation. But last night was not good. Yeah. It has been very, very seldom good here. Yeah. Um, so you stand up and you make a motion. You ask about virtual schools. I thought we said virtual schools were bad. I don't think virtual schools were good when COVID, when they shut schools mm-hmm. down, you had to learn on an iPad. Right. That did not work. Right. That was totally awful bad. Right. And, you know, probably if they left rural Missouri alone, the kids wouldn't have missed any school and everything would have been fine. We generally figure it out in rural Missouri. But we went along, canceled school that year. Then, you know, my son was trapped in a in, in Baldwin. Mm-hmm. He did a whole year in Baldwin. He, he told me he'd rather done two in Folsom. He had to <laughs> sit there with a mask on. Uh, it was just, it, it, and Baldwin's a terrific place if you like cold sacks and Priuses. Right. Um, he hated it. He's a German American, right. Mastodon of a young man. It just didn't fit. I mean, it just, he had testosterone alone, these little kids in his class. Um, so you make them, uh, it's funny, Ch- communist Chinese are bad, right? Just ask that, Generally, that's what we've been saying. Yeah. And uh, foreigners are bad, right? That's ask Donald Trump, ask him both. So the foreigners own the virtual school company. Right. I mean, a few of them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know all the details about who's, you know, I think the one paying the lobbyist may be foreign. I got could be looking at the rotunda, looking at the senators and the staff. I got the sense that it's possible that maybe some people that hired some folks are a foreign owned company. Well, this, you know, really, this boils down to a couple of things for me. Um, I've, I've never been supportive of diverting funds from our public education system in in some other and in, into some other for-profit field right <clears throat> the other thing excuse me the other thing that uh in my opinion was a little problematic is that if we're going to have this curriculum and we're going to build out more you know essentially more payments to these companies through these through school districts that utilize them um i just wanted to be that you know that guy that said hey well maybe maybe america first maybe <laughs> Maybe China last, but maybe America first. So let's 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 do like our country, our kids, our future, and not build that and bankroll that with you know, some sort of international program. Well, you made a great point. If China can't own farmland, why can they own a yeah, pipeline I mean, into saw, our kids' minds? You saw a couple a couple of weeks ago on the Senate floor, uh, and I don't know that that bill's moving much in the House right now. But uh, the foreign land ownership saying, you know, to me as a private and anyone who's a private landowner who owns agriculture land in the state of Missouri. You now, if that actually passes and becomes law, can't pa- can't sell your property to whomever you see fit. I mean, whether whether they look different than you or not. I I, I don't <clears throat> quite grasp the problem. I mean, 
hypothetically, I've never been to China, but as I understand it, it's it's a ways from here. Yeah, it's not close. And if they declared war on us and they own some land in Springfield, something tells me that Cliff Smart would just take that over, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if history is any indicator, that's exactly what we would do. I, I just kind of don't see the... Yeah. I mean, it's not like China can go take the land and swipe and, it. And move it. I, I just, I don't... I get it. It makes a good Facebook ad. It, it makes does. a good Facebook right. ad. It's a good one-liner on a political ad that yeah. you said we're not selling this state to China. Everybody sounds like, you know, that, that sounds very reasonable and all that. But if you boil it all the way down to the very base of what it is, you're taking an individual's personal property rights away from them. It's that simple. Do you think all this boils down to the fact that a lot of people that don't own property or they own like a little sliver of a cul-de-sac, they don't think about property rights like appears in the Nolan's no. Farm? No, absolutely. It's just all and, the Facebook And, and, and I don't yeah. think, you know, and, and I try often to explain, you know, what, what we do in agriculture, but if you're not involved in it and you're not part of it, uh, I think you don't always understand, just like I don't understand, you know, everything about a cul-de-sac community every day. So, um, <clears throat> as it ended up, I think you had a good time. Yeah, it was good. Fun. It was good. Uh, Cinder Canning was a very good sport. I thought he took it He's very much guy. in stride. He's a good he, guy. He, and he knew, right? A lot of his, so. uh, a lot of his allies and, and friends do these things well, hourly. And so right. he took it in very good. He's he's a professional and a really good guy. And if you ever pass an education bill, it'll be because of him. Oh, I would agree. Doing I would thing. agree. And you got to give him credit on negotiating, you know, down to what he thought was a workable, a workable bill. I mean, I think that thing, I think he told me it was almost 200 pages at one time. <clears throat> and, and the bigger problem, you know, with, with all of that stuff is that, you know, there were formula changes in the foundation formula. There were ADA uh, changes. And one price tag that I saw on that, that one of those versions, Scott, was almost $800 million. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So, this is something that's interesting to me. Um, I, I think you've been praised. It's a, When you have money, you're, you're much smarter. It's, a, it's, a, double, it's yeah. a double-edged sword, right? I mean, when, when you have money, everybody knows you have money, and they want some of it, or a lot of it, or a lot more than you even have, right? So, I, I mean, I've, I've made the comment a few times that one day in my office with our appropriations staff and a few members of the committee, we sat down and went through over $3 billion worth of requests just from lawmakers. Shooters got to shoot. Just you from don't get it if you don't ask. That's right. That's I mean, right. But, but the point would be, you know, you're a better approach chair if you have money. If you don't, you don't have money, you're not as smart. Your jokes aren't as funny. It's not as, it's not as good of a process. However, I, I saw some folks, I, when you have money, I picked up that it was mostly praised. I didn't hear a lot of people grousing about it. If you did hear grousing, it was from a few members saying, oh, we're spending too much money. Mm -hmm. all the money that's being spent mm -hmm. oh my god but then i hear those members are coming at the very end because they don't want to go through the process they don't want to catch the grief and say give me money give me money and then go out on the floor and say we spent too much money it's it's an ironic situation to be put in when you are chastised publicly for spending the amount of money that we do to run this state i mean it, it costs money to run a state the size of missouri i mean it just is period in the story and to make the investments that we're making in communities the the issue that i always have is is you know the hypocrisy of you can't spend any more money. That's just bloated. That's just government waste. Oh, but except for this program that I like. Yeah. Okay. So well, the problem history, is yeah. there's 197 people in the building who probably all in one way or another have some program or thing or project that they like. So all of a sudden if you got 200 elected people saying, I like something. Well, now you have a very large budget if you have the money to make any of those investments. Well, I think Freedom Love and Franklin County is chiming in saying they're proud that you represent Missouri. Um, he, he must have got Brinker must have got some money somewhere, right? Uh, they've got a water project, yeah. I think, up in Franklin County. My point is, I, I just think at the end of the day, if you're going to whine about spending, 
maybe don't well, go and honestly, that, poor that girls was, bending. I mean, that was that was part of my conversation with Senator Koenig yesterday. You know, he said, look, the, the fiscal impact of this virtual education bill is minimal. And I said, OK, what's minimal? I said, I don't know, $116,000. And I said, OK, this one's 116. And, that, and in fact, we got we got some folks in my office right now doing a little research, which we'll probably go to the floor with later about how much money we have added with all the laws that we have passed if they were to be signed by the governor. And, and I don't know what that number is. But it's uh, not small. Yeah. It's not going to be small. It's going to be it's going to be a large increase just due to the legislation that we pass. And here's the thing. I, 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 I rarely engage with people on like Facebook or something. Mm -hmm. But there was this guy. I thought he was somebody else, actually. When I got to look at the, the picture, a little small. Right. And, I, and, you know, I have a headache in the morning usually. So I was kind of straining. But it was a different dude. So I responded. He was like, well, this budget's too big. I'm like, well, well, the way this works is the federal government sends them a bunch of money. If they don't commit to spend it in the next, what is it, in the next two years? A couple of years, 26. They're going to yeah. take it back. Mm -hmm. So you're going to pay, you're either going to pay tax dollars for this money or you're going to, you're going to be on the hook for the, the debt from the federal government. So if you don't spend the money here, you, if you don't spend it in California, Missouri, they're going to take it to California, the state. That's right. So why, I, I don't, I why get would it. We, why would we not make big investments, lasting investments in communities all over the place? I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you, Scott, how many, how many calls, emails, text messages I got from little tiny communities saying, hey, if we could get, I mean, some of these numbers are $250,000 to finish out a little bit of infrastructure into this industrial park. We've got a we've got a site and we've got a developer on the hook ready to go. We don't have the capital in our tiny little community to build out this intersection, build out the wastewater, stormwater, you know, wh whatever they need to finish this little this little one area out. And those are the kinds of things that add value to communities. They add value to, you know, I mean, to the economy of this state. And overall, we'll see that money back. Oh, you bet. I mean, you know, to me, government should be small. It should be constrained. It should be oversight and all that. But there's a few functions government should do. Mm -hmm. Schools and roads are the, the two functions, right? I mean, that's my opinion, yes. And uh, I think it's also important to remember the one-time federal money was almost completely used on one-time expenditures, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's some maintenance costs ongoing with, with large infrastructure projects and I-70 and things like that. But we didn't we didn't build out a budget that had a whole lot of ongoing costs with one-time money. Well, that was the, that got made my last point. I saw a new tax cut. Normally I'm like tax cuts sweet, but. Do you remember is, we did a billion dollar tax cut last fall? Yeah. Okay. I think you have something to do with that, right? Just checking. Um, it, it is a little bit, it, at some point, if you don't have any idea how you're going to pay for it, I think that's where they're getting now. They're taking this one-time federal money mm -hmm. and saying, woohoo, money. Uh, but one-time money is not how you can build a business. And I, you worry, some of these people have never actually ran a business. That's, some of them have never worked in a business, that, that like a real concern. business. Right. And it's like, okay, I, I get it. You've uh, worked in the nonprofit world and that's special. But like, you, you know, this is, you, you would go bankrupt if you ran an Arby's. And <laughs> you start to think, okay, fine. Tax cuts are great. Right. But, but say you're going to pay for them. And if it's low, well, we, we have surplus. So well, here's something do to we? think about. Here's something to think about. Um, so I came in the House. I was elected in 10, so I came in January of 11. Uh, Sally Faith, if you remember her, got elected mayor, vacated a position on the House Budget Committee. As a freshman, I got on the House Budget Committee. And I was asked by the speaker who put me on there why I wanted to be on that committee. And I said, look, you know, I, I don't think there's much more impact that you can have than when you're directing tens of billions <laughs> of dollars in your state. And he looked at me and he said, uh, Lincoln, we're going to cut $500 million from general <laughs> revenue this year. Do you want to be a part of that? And I said, absolutely. And 
I don't know that there are many people that are serving now that have that have that remembrance of when we did actually have to cut general revenue. You've seen you've seen small increases, even if they're one and two and three percent on on spending in, in programs and inflationary increases and higher ed's done well and we've invested in our state worker pay and and things like that. But there's not too many of us right now that are and this is term limits and it's a whole lot of other things, but there's not a whole lot of folks right now in Jefferson City who have seen us made those tough decisions when you sit there and you look at a at a at a mom and say, I know you love the parents as teachers program and you think it was good for your kids and you needed that support at that time. We we don't have the money to continue doing that. We are mm-hmm. we're gonna constrain that and we're gonna pull that down. And I think that will change people's perception of let's just cut more taxes, let's cut more taxes, let's cut more taxes, when we actually have to start cutting budgets. Well I mean but I if I had to guess, I I, I think Trump's economic team doesn't get enough credit. Because you're having a pandemic and whatever, whatever you think COVID was, whatever. The fact is, mm-hmm. the general consensus of the world was this is bad. And we're going to shut some things down. Mm-hmm. I thought they made a decision to, okay, we're going to have a pandemic. Can't control that variable. So we can not have a recession at the same time. Correct. If there was a time to, to spend money, you say what you will about Trump, but the guy's a good businessman. He, he, he does, I mean, he has assets. He, he makes things happen. I thought that was a wise way to go about that. Because if you had to deal with both at the same time, that's a real problem. It's a train wreck. And I thought they, they don't get enough credit for saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to spend a ton of money. And they did avoid a recession at, while a pandemic was going mm-hmm. on. They put it off forever in, in a way. From, from When you look back it from 2020, like I would say, you know, Missouri's uh, general revenue is up and, and sales mm-hmm. tax are up. But it's also, there's billions of dollars pumped into this economy. I mean, Correct. It, it's not like when they, when, just when you pass this, it's not like that $2.8 billion on I-70 is spent now. Right. It's going to be spent over time. Yeah. I, I think there's got to be an end to this, right? There'll be a downturn. Sure. I'm not sure it's for the next year or two, though. Do you? No, I mean, uh, all of our indicators right now still look good for the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think the point is well-founded that, you know, long-term there will be, I mean, maybe not a downturn. Let's call it a correction. Let's not make this some self-fulfilling prophecy that like, well, it's going to get bad and the feds are raising interest rates. And then, you know, was it last week they raised them another quarter percent and then kind of alluded to, but we're not going to do that again for a little while. We think this will this will slow things down enough to where the inflation gets somewhat back under control. But you're exactly right. The the money that was pumped in from the federal government all over the country then led. I mean, when when people have money in their pockets, what do they do with it, Scott? Well, most, I spend it. Most yeah. of them, yeah. most of them, they go and they spend it. They don't. Or I go, lose bets. They don't. They don't you know. bury it in a can in the backyard, right? They go spend it. They they maybe they maybe they make those improvements on their their car that you know maybe needed a new set of tires and they just been putting. Well, they it buy that new TV. Or they buy the new TV yeah. or they uh, like the new appliances, the weekend, yeah. whatever, right? Point is they spend money. When they spend money, it turns over in our in our communities, in our economies. And then we, the state, see these, I mean, quite frankly, uh, unbelievable increases in, in sales tax. But it's not sustainable, right? It's, it's still built a little bit around that one-time functioning of that yeah. capital turning over and over and over. And then eventually it'll dissipate. And things will level off and things will correct. But for you, you'll probably be not the approach share when it dissipates. Well, we've got a couple of years left. Good so plan. We'll see. Good plan. Hey, mm-hmm. you ever thought about running statewide office? Uh, I mean, the thought has crossed my mind. What yeah. goes through a decision making like that? I mean, obviously the boys probably. Yeah, the boys. I mean, you know, uh, you know, my kids are, you know, nine and almost five. Sam will turn five at the end of this month. Uh, it's got to be a right time for them. It's got to be a right time for, you know, for the family. I mean, that that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, it would be. It's an honor. You said it earlier. It's an honor to serve in the Senate. It was fun to serve in the House. Um, 
it's an incredible honor to be the appropriations chair in the Missouri Senate. We two hours from the House, right from, from yeah, right about yeah. Statewide office, you can be there some, not be there some, right? Maybe interesting. You get a pay bump, I think. They actually pay you when you run statewide. Well, I don't <laughs> think you pay you much now. <laughs> Would you notice if they didn't pay you now? Um, so give me last question. Give me one yeah. thing you think the next couple of days could happen that actually folks would care. But I know all the housekeeping kind of random yeah. bills. It feels like the thing that, that has a chance to move that might is sports betting. I think it seems unlikely, but maybe. You know, I mean, I and this is this is a conversation for the guy you had dinner with last night, I think, more than anybody. But uh, I think the vast majority of folks, not just in the chambers, but in the state, don't really see this as that big of an issue. And they would love to see it off off the table and just get it done and let's move on. Uh, you know, my my advice probably would be if you want to be impactful in how this happens, you should probably do it now, because my guess is there's going to be a ballot initiative that probably passes by, you know, 70 some percent, if not higher. I have a I have we a, don't do something. I have a Stein knowledge prediction. The sports teams are already putting lawyers together for the ballot. Um I believe that uh, the last hot, the VLT thing, I personally don't know why people care if you bet in gas stations. I'm not much of a gambler. I'm just cheap, I think. But it, I mean, I don't care if you want to put a, you know, roll casino slot machines in. That's fine with me. But it's just not going to happen. Right. It doesn't, it does not look like there's a, path. I'm not sure that, you know, and a lot of times it's either with legislation. I'm not sure that the guy that really got it going always finishes it. Like Sam Adams got things going. John Adams was kind of there to finish it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that um, I I don't know that VLTs can can be passed by the guy that ran them earlier. Just take a lot of the the overall baggage from that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think sports betting could pass, and I think if that passed, then yeah, a lot of other stuff. Right. Then the, I would agree. You almost get afraid because then the dam breaks and all kinds of stuff starts going. That's right. Uh, but it's interesting. I don't I don't see anything left to negotiate for. I mean, the hostage is walking across the the uh, the, the way to his friends. I mean, he's. Mm -hmm. They're gone. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I have a hard time believing that if Patrick Mahomes next summer says, hey, I need your help to win another Super Bowl. We're like, oh, yeah, sure. Babe. What do you need? You mean to vote exactly. for him? Yeah, I'm done. Exactly. Adam Wainwright says, we need our 12th world title, and I need you to vote for this. Well, sure, Bob, no problem. Yeah. Even people that don't bet, I think it'll be like, well, fine. Right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could probably make gay marriage legal and illegal the same summer if he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, I don't see anybody saying no to him. Right. Anyhow, appreciate it. Thank no, you for the time. Always, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll get to uh, talk about what a little rhino liberal you are uh, when we drive down I-70. We'll see you guys <clears throat> Sunday on the show. We'll have Caleb Browden. And if these guys stick around another day, we'll be right back here. Wanna, I want to always thank our sponsors, United Fiber. How many co-op manual meetings have you been to? A lot. Is this the best giveaway it's ever? By far. Yeah, I, I, know. I know. That is a legit cast iron thing. Bagley, imagine those guys at uh, United Fiber up in St. Joseph, in, up in Savannah and, and now St. Joseph. Love it. They don't come from the city out with the the, the broadband. <clears throat> they take the broadband from the co-op and they want to go into the city with it. Right. It's a, it's a great yeah. thing. Courtyard by Marriott. Look, you're not going to get in there tonight. I mean, a bed bug couldn't get a room in the courtyard by Marriott tonight. They they sponsor the right show. They know what's up. Veto session. Now get your phone out. Book your rooms. Look, you're going to be at some crappy hotel. You're going to look JV. If people come up, let's say somebody comes up from Dexter, and they want money from you, and they says, "Can we meet with you?" And you're like, "Okay, fine." I'll do it. Like, well, they like, oh, let's meet you at the Capitol Plaza. I mean, you're like, no. I've been there in years. But if it's like Corey up by me, like, well, these guys are players. They know what they're talking about. That's right. It matters. Status matters. Don't don't screw it up. Corey up by Marriott. Come to veto session. Coming up the summer, check the Capitol out. Maybe an interim hearing, maybe. House oh, like those. Love, love interim hearings. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you Sunday and maybe tomorrow here on This Week in Missouri.